Welcome to your daily jab of truth. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. No, it comes. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. The MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. North is still north. People can yell at you. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth, excellence, and optimism for America. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, Common Sense Conservatism. This is what we do. If this is what you are hungry for, look no further. We believe that it's nice to, uh, to hear different voices who share the same values that you have in your heart. And we believe on this program that this country is far more united than it is divided, that we are far more alike, that what we dream of, what we pray to, what we think of, whom we love, and what we will do to protect that love beats the same in each of our hearts, no matter what you look like on the outside. If that sounds like a place of common sense that you want to spend time in, bring your chair over because we're ready to have you. Got a great show. We got a couple audio sound bites for you. We've got some damning polling data for everybody whose name is not Donald Trump. And I think it's going to be a really nice dive into what we are calling today the trickle truth. This slow little drip, drip, drip of information that confirms everything that you've known for a long time. So buckle up, get comfy, because we're going to go there here after the most important part of the day. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen yesterday was an odd day for me it was my oldest son's 24th birthday and i will say the older i get the older i see my children get the more nostalgic i am and going back in time to when i was 29 years old and ready for what I was not ready for, which was a C-section to get Michael extracted from my body. 24 years. 24 years. You know, what you and I do every day, as parents, as grandparents, as neighbors and friends helping us along the way, is the most important work. It is our honor. It's not an obligation. It is a choice. And it is deeply rooted in a love that the moment you have a baby becomes indescribable. 
And we have an assault on that very relationship, that family in this country. We have voices who want to carve men out of the family unit. And they've had devastating success, particularly in the black community. Now we have men who are just called toxic, masculinity and chivalry, and being the strong person in a relationship, physically, we're told is unbecoming. And there's this weird push to emasculate men, make them more feminine. I reject every single move. There is no greater decision that I've ever made than was the decision to have children. And when I hear voices come against what I believe, I pay attention. And then we start seeing similarities. And then you start identifying a narrative. And you start listening to the main purveyors of it. And as we talk about it, we're each better able to detect early on the agenda. The American family is what America is. We all come from something. Some betters, some better some things than others. But we are united by that. And they wish to divide us with very tired narratives. We identified one in the early morning hours today. And it's Joy Reid. I very rarely will show the, share the opening monologue with somebody else, particularly someone who I think is just a troubled mess of psychological therapy waiting. And this is what this MSNBC talking head is all about. She is angry. She hates your values. She sees the world through the prism of racism. And she will no longer be able to ever see anything other than that. It's as though she's wearing really, really weird glasses. And every view she has comes through that prison. And I want you to hear these three audio sound bites before the end of this opening monologue so you understand where we're coming from today. In this first audio soundbite, Joy Reid from MSNBC punches down at Senator Tommy Tuberville, who has made some comments about the American family, about the importance of us having children, about the next generation being strong, about doing what we always know we need to do the best for the people we love the most. And this is, this is something that is foreign to Joy Reid is she's going to punch down on this. And I want you to hear the argument and the crazy of progressive triggered leftism. Go. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean... Your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids? Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? 
Now, to me, as a mom, that is deeply offensive to me, though I understand what she's saying because she's got blinders on. She can only see one thing. And what she sees in a senator saying to his southern state, go out, get married, have have healthy relationships, have a family, make it a big family. Let's get back to supporting the idea of the American family. All Joy Reid can hear is slavery. That's all she has. Listen. You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Joy, do you know what we're doing here? We're we're trying to save America. For our kids. Do you not see anything other than that prism? How sad. I pity you. I pity you, Joy. Read. And then she wants to talk about migrants and great replacement. Listen. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. Is the state of Alabama the we? And is, is, is that the why? I'm not going to play something like this for you again. This is my line in the sand. These arguments are old. The narratives have been shattered. The truth is widely known. And the crisis that has streamed across our border with at least 10 million people. She can't even be educated enough to know what Customs and Border are reporting, right? This is on the left's hands. And the right, God-loving, family-supporting, child-rearing, right people know what's at stake. I will not let this country fail if for no other reason than when I had my children, I prayed to God and said I would do whatever it took to give them safety and love and the idea to dream big. Every voice you'll hear on the left today wants you to be inconvenienced wants you to be beaten, wants you to be embarrassed, wants you to be ashamed, wants you to feel guilty, wants you to accept some kind of blame for loving America and for loving your family and how it fits in to the tapestry of America. Resist. Resist. When we come back, I got to drop a poll on you, which is probably the underscoring of the panic. All right. We're going to talk about that. And then Donald Trump's legal team makes a move and turns up the heat in this New York case. We got the deets for you coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.
You know, I have a I have a limited um, patience bucket, if you will. I've never been known to suffer fools very well. My patience is in the negative category on a good day. I have lost patience with these voices who demand that we feel bad about stuff that we've not done, who want us to believe that this inherent darkness is baked into our DNA based on something as superficial as what we look like. It's contrary to everything that they want to be judged by. Don't judge us by the color of our skin, but allow us to judge you based on yours. The logic is twisted and illogical, and it's important for us to hear these voices to identify very quickly now. It takes a matter of, what, seconds for you to hear the hook and then shut the door on it and walk away. They need you to pay attention to be relevant, and nobody's paying attention, which is brilliant. I will tell you what we are paying attention to, and maybe this is the underlying I don't know, nexus of all of this scramble on the left, the progressive uniparty swamp creature yuck on the left. How about this? Emerson. Emerson poll of Trump, Biden, RFK Jr., West and Stein matchup. So you've got all the people possibly out there running for for president, the presumptive final candidates, right? Donald Trump now is winning in all seven swing states. All seven swing states, and some are literal blowouts. How about this? In Nevada, Donald Trump is up by 10. 10. North Carolina, Trump by 9. Georgia, Trump by 9. Arizona, Trump ahead by 6. Pennsylvania, say what? The land before time is awakening? Trump by 5. Wisconsin plus four for Trump plus three for Trump in Michigan. What? Yeah, and we have a ways to go. There is no denying that common sense people of every stripe, every background, every appearance, every possible box checking area we could go, all of us are seeing it. And we are now in the fight to save America. And all are invited. I want to get to this story for you. You know, all of these machinations of suck from this Judge Angeron or Ergeron or whatever his face is, whatever. All of these things strategically and and manipulatively, I think I made up a word, um, concocted to kneecap Donald Trump at every single turn. We're going to zap you with a ridiculous, unpayable uh, fine. And then we're going to create a stipulation or use a stipulation that says, unless you can pay that or pay a part of that, to ap- you're not allowed to appeal. I mean, have you ever heard of such ridiculous antics anywhere, let alone in the United States? Of course not. But this is great. Breitbart.com, Trump appeals $355 million ruling in the New York civil fraud case. Look, the more these things go on, the more these judges are allowed to speak out and rule with like tyrannical magic wands, the more Americans who have been asleep, who are being awakened by the horrors at our border and the ripple effect, of bad people doing bad things in our country to our people, 
the more they wake up. And so the long plotting game of all of this, as maddening as it is, is necessary. You are awake. You are aware. But there are people in your orbit who have no clue. And they are awakening too. Here's the story. Former President Donald Trump filed a notice of appeal Monday in the matter of the New York civil judgment, finding him liable for fraudulently inflating his net worth on years of financial statements. The judgment curtailed his ability and that of the Trump organization to do business in New York or apply for loans from financial and institutions registered with the state. Trump has now asked an intermediate level state appellate court to overturn Justice Arthur Engeron's February 16th ruling in a civil fraud lawsuit brought in 2022 by New York Attorney General Letitia James. And you've seen her. You've seen when you have a, a low threshold for mental acuity and a large bucket of triggered progressive activism and you're funded by George Soros, your true colors come out. What has she done? She adds a gleeful ticker every day, adding up the interest payments on Donald Trump's penalty. As though that is something to celebrate. As though the erosion of Americans' trust in justice is something to play games with. They've chosen the wrong people to serve in the wrong positions who have none of the right skills, and that was never part of the equation, whose true colors are coming out now as knives against Donald Trump, and that is awakening even the hibernating. Because every now and again, even those who hibernate in caves have to get out and rummage around for food. And they are seeing it. Push back. Push back. This is $112,000 a day in interest until he pays. And Letitia James makes a mockery of the whole justice umbrella in the state of New York. You get what you allow them to cheat in elections to win. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program, America's adults have failed our children, and it's got to stop. Dr. Phil takes down the view, and it matters to all of us. I'll explain why coming up next. All right, so I'm going to come out of the gates here and say, I do not, I'm not a fan of Dr. Phil. Uh, I, I've, I've watched some of his shows before. I, I'm, this is not some guy I get behind, and I'm like, yeah. But he says some interesting things. And he says interesting things, not only on The View, sending the women on the panel into a complete frenzy, as he's talking about basically the family, he's talking about the border, he's talking about common sense things that you and I identify. These are not complicated issues. They are when you're part of the left, part of the blame mechanism, part of the narrative, 
when you're part of Joy Reid's you know, wheelhouse. Dr. Phil then went on with, with Jesse Waters last night, and, and we got some audio from him. I, wanted, I want to break this down for you. In the last several years, the damage done to the reputable, believable, credible reputations of once trusted, perhaps wrongly so, institutions is astonishing. The COVID debacle, all of it, and I don't even have to get specific, broad brush, the entire thing, soup to nuts, alpha to omega, the way it was handled has set back by some people's conservative estimates. Americans trust in science and medicine 40 years or more. That is so damning. And everything that you're watching with these court cases, be they against January 6th defendants or, or against Catholics or parents who speak up at school board meetings or against Donald Trump, similarly awaken us to the reality that justice is not blind, nor is it just. And we have very serious reservations about this whole branch of government moving forward. That's damning. But Dr. Phil was on The View yesterday. We're going to end all of these audio sound bites with a snippet that sent them into a tizzy. These people on the left do not have facts. Taylor Lorenz from the Washington Post yesterday did not even look at the book Queer Like Me or whatever it is, Queer Whatever. That's in our schools. She has no idea. She just has emotion. She's riding a wave of emotion. And the wave has crashed. Because facts don't care about feelings. And we're tired of living in this highly emotional, feminized world of suck. Let's get to these audio sound bites. Dr. Phil is out with a new book. It's called We've Got Issues. Dr. Phil also recently went to the border, met with Border Patrol agents, talked about the realities of what I believe is the real dark underbelly of evil. And it is human trafficking. And on Jesse Waters last night, talking about being on The View earlier in the day, he starts dismantling the whole COVID epidemic and talks about how adults in this country made bad decision after bad decision and let America's children down. And those facts cannot be refuted. Audio soundbite one. You can't just make up facts. And that's what's happening right now. I think that, I think we've got well, I call them the tyranny of the fringe. We've got these fringe factions that are trying to rewrite history, rewrite science, rewrite biology, uh, just pretend that facts aren't facts because they don't want them to be. But you know what they are? And we've got facts that have been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and you can't just change them because you don't want them to be the truth. Absolutely spot on right there. You can't change the facts just because they somehow compromise whatever's going on inside of you. Facts are facts. And I will remind all of you 
who are new to the program, but you frequent flyers who've been with us for years, you're familiar with my BS board. It's a dry erase board that I wheel out, and I did during COVID every single day going into the, the data, the numbers. Who was really dying? Were these healthy people? Were they sick people? How old were they? Tell us more. We dug mercilessly into the data, and I was permanently banned from multiple social media platforms because I posted about it and spoke about it. And all of it was correct. Audio soundbite number two. The fact of the matter is that we had a, 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 a pandemic here. Children were not very vulnerable to that. Now, we, we want to protect everyone, right? Uh, but children were not very vulnerable to that. But what they were vulnerable to was disrupting their lives. We know that the, we had the highest levels of anxiety, depression, and loneliness, as well as suicidal ideation and suicidal attempts than, that in 08 and 09 that we've seen since they started keeping records. Now, wait a minute, 08 or 09, where is he going back to? You're taking us back 15, 16 years. Indeed, he is for this very reason. Go. That just continued to build, and then COVID hit, which caused it to spike. COVID didn't cause it. It started back in 08 and 09, and it kind of correlated with the smartphone dropping, where kids stopped living their own lives and started watching others live their lives. Let me tell you, it's one of the biggest challenges being a parent, is it not? Coming from a generation where the greatest technology we might have had was a microwave, and now all of a sudden everybody has a mini computer in their hands. And you see the precipitous drop-off in grades when kids don't focus and put it down. And there is this inner struggle constantly. Stop watching other people do stuff and go out and you do it yourself. He's absolutely right. COVID merely exasp exasperated it, exacerbated it. You know what I mean. And people who closed all of the schools, they freaking knew better. And they did it anyway. Audio soundbite four. But they knew that when they shut the schools down. You pull out the support system and as well as pulling out the support system, you disrupt when you pull out the support system, you disrupt their educational development, their social development, right. their emotional development. And you also take children that have been subject to emotional abuse and sexual molestation and you take them away from the mandated reporters who can keep an eye on them. And referrals to Department of Child and Family Services dropped 40, 50, 60 percent across the nation. What did we do? We sent them home and locked them up with their abusers mm -hmm. so nobody could watch them. And what did, the, what did they say when they shut the schools down? They said, well, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we know. No, you're not. Mm. You knew better and you knew it at the time and you didn't have a plan to reopen those schools. And now those kids are suffering. Will they ever close the gap? Who knows? Factual. We knew. They knew. And they did it anyway. And the number of parents who dutifully went along with it because God forbid they should do their own freaking research. I don't know if you can see my shirt if you're watching the live stream. It says CNN is fake news. There's a reason I'm wearing that today. And there, there's a reason that we started today's program with somebody as toxic 
and triggered as Joy Reid. Because these are the very people who must be confronted. Audio soundbite five. They identify an enemy and then they focus on that enemy. Most of the people in America don't have or want to have an enemy, so they're not as focused and they're not as organized. We need to decide that we want to start solving problems instead of winning arguments. Amen. However, you've got some factions here. You've got the super duper factions of triggered, obnoxious, progressive meltdowns. These are the women, right, who scream when something goes sideways in their lives and post about it on social media. Dr. Phil says we need to start having more conversations because there are some, as I will say, who will not be saved. But there are many conversations that could unite us. Listen. The first thing you've got to do with these people on the other side of the issue, you've got left and right, is focus on what can we agree on? Because you know what? Everybody agrees we want a stronger America. Everybody agrees we want our kids to have a better world than we had when we came along and grew up through it. Everybody agrees that we want a good economy. Everybody agrees that we want more safety. Everybody agrees on so many core things. Let's focus on what we agree with first and then see if we can start talking about our differences. Start with what we agree on. It seems like a big ask, but we, we have a decision to make, right? As we identify the mission at hand, which seems monumental, except everybody has a role in it. Everybody is welcome to be a part of the solution. We've already identified the problems. We've been living with the problems for three and a half freaking years, for God's sake. It is not a mystery, but it involves awakening those who prefer to stand in the shadows. I don't want anybody to think ill of me. I don't want to get doxxed. I don't want to lose my job. You come to a decision. Do you want to live an authentic life? Do you want to be on the right side of history? Or do you want to go down in surrender? What did Donald Trump say? I would rather lose. I'd rather be taken down then I would surrender. And I want you to hear this clip, very common sense clip of Dr. Phil on The View yesterday, which precipitated this appearance on Jesse Waters last night, talking specifically about his trip to the border and the ugliest of stories, which the left is desperate for you not to talk about. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the, the head of the union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Or some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I said, are you? So what kind of checking do they do? So they, they call the said, number uh -huh, and, and say, do you know about this child? They say, yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that that's a prostitution ring? He said, we, ha we know enough to know that it, in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute 
sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. I said, how is this possible? Well, what did they and he do said, then? it is happening. What do they do then if they know that that's happening? Where is the U.S. Attorney's Office? Where is the, here's the here's damn good the question. You have, to, you have to re-ask that question when we come okay. back. Because okay. we're coming okay. back with more. Ah, it's an uncomfortable time for a commercial break, isn't it? Unless Whoopi Goldberg didn't want to have the answer. Where's the U.S. Attorney targeting Donald Trump? Jagoffs. Quick timeout. We'll be right back on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Uh, it was a real struggle for me when we were going through as a family this whole nightmare of COVID. And we had kids in four different schools. I had one at Clemson, one at Boston College. I had one in high school and two in junior high. And all of them were impacted by adults failing to think critically and act purposefully and collaborate reasonably to look at something that was so clearly, I'm not going to say a scam, but I will say overblown and a money laundering operation of epic proportion through big pharma. And we would walk into the school gymnasium to, watch, to see our twins play basketball with freaking masks on. And I'd look at my twins and I'd whistle. That's our whistle. And they'd stop and they'd look at me and I'd say, and I'd go like this and they'd pull the mask down. Breathe. For heaven's sakes, I understand following the rules. But sometimes rules are stupid because the adults behind them suck. Period. And we identified many, many cases of that. Dr. Phil brings up something necessary. When you're a sheep, when you fail to think critically, when you don't go beyond the headlines, when you don't resource or research who's writing this story, and you don't find out any information about the individual and their biases... You're just as guilty as everybody else who bobs along on the sea of suck. Those of us who awakened a long time ago, long ago, ran out of energy and patience for these voices who demand we treat them as experts. Sit down. Another instance of adults not knowing how to behave as such this crap that's going on at Harvard. If any of my children got into Harvard, I'd say, freaking hell no. Not a chance. How about this headline? From the Harvard Crimson. Harvard Business School professor resigns as anti-Semitism task force co-chair. Some woman got signed on to do this for like four weeks. Part of this task force of the faculty and the board members. We're going to create a task force so we can identify and tackle people who suck. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't litigate, legislate how people will behave in that regard. Some people are lousy people. We're going to create some semblance of some action task force. It's really not going to do anything. I've got a great solution to this conundrum at Harvard University about people 
protesting on campus. And not just testing the limits of anti-Semitism, freaking bulldozing right past them and making Jewish students feel threatened, right? No protesting on campus property, effective immediately. If you do, you face expulsion. No questions asked. Want to play? How about that? Does that work for anybody out there? We're not interested in your freaking protest. We're here to provide a world-class education. We're here to introduce you to minds of business and technology and entrepreneurial everything. We're here to teach you not, not what to think, but how to think. But what you're getting from Harvard is failure from the top down, from a plagiarizing black president who wanted desperately to play the trump card, to get her out of being a plagiarist, right? To this stupid anti-Semitism task force. It's not allowed on our campus. And if you decide to engage, pack up and leave. I'm sorry. It seems sort of common sense to me. Harvard Business School professor Rafaela Sadoun resigned from the Presidential Task Force on Anti-Semitism. Stupid! According to a source familiar with the situation. Interim Harvard President Alan Garber appointed Sadoun in January, in January, to lead the task force as a co-chair last month. Her decision to resign was confirmed in statements from Sadoun and Garber on Sunday. I'd like to go back to just working on my research, going back to teaching, which is code for, I've gotten some pushback. I don't like it. I don't really, didn't sign up for this. There's not enough you could pay me to want to wade into these topics. How do you argue with people who defend the slaughter of women and children? That's game over. There is no meeting at the table. We're not collaborating. We're not sharing notes because that is evil. Period. So as Harvard wrings its hands, as it sees its global reputation go (laughs) mystified, wherever did we go wrong? We started drinking a little too much of our progressive Kool-Aid and we lost touch with reality. And that boomerang has come back. Quick time out when we're back on the Wendy Bell Radio program. We're going to talk about say, saying the 25th Amendment out loud. But the guy who's floating getting rid of Joe Biden this way? What? Why we're suspicious next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Network.